good morning. Good morning. So it is now episode... 22. <laughs> Straight in, 22. Well done. So what are we going to talk about today on episode 22? Well, firstly, because I know we have thousands of listeners that are really interested in, <laughs> as to whether I got up or not this morning. Yeah, after yesterday. yesterday's episode, yeah. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, so you got... So you... you I actually heard the alarm go off because I was already downstairs at something like 10 to 6 yeah. this morning. I have to have my snooze. So I said at 10 to 6 to get up at 6. Right. I, I just, I can't get straight up on the first one. It just, my brain just protests too much. So, okay, so you got up at, we'll get into the reasons of the podcast in a second, but this is important, right? So, so how do you think getting up earlier, and because you, you didn't just get up and just do, because one of the problems, right, was that you were going to... Um, you tend to find that you go on social media and you waste that time. Yeah. There's not a reason. So how do you feel? What did you do differently this morning? So I got up at six. Um, I came downstairs to get a hot drink and then went back upstairs because mm-hmm. that was one of the rubbish excuses in my head that I've got nowhere to go in the morning right. because you're working down here. Um, the kids are asleep and I don't want to wake them. Yeah. Um, so And it's freezing cold. So I was yeah, out there to go. Yeah. Um, and so that's part of the reason I kind of used to stay in bed and just flip through social right. um, but getting up to get a drink and then go back I went back to bed yeah. but I went back to bed um, with notebooks and like you know, being productive right. um, but because I the physical act of getting up and getting my drink I'd woken myself up Great. and then I put the lights so on so there's no everything. chance you were going to go back to sleep exactly yet. so I just right. went back into the bed because it's warm yeah because <laughs> yeah, you did walk into the living room as if to say oh I'm... and then you were like no it's too cold yeah it's too cold <laughs> so um, and yeah I just did my um, my little thing that I said about yesterday which I might make a thing for people oh, really? <laughs> but uh, but yeah like five um, five things to be grateful at least five things to be grateful for right. um, you write these yes okay uh, four affirmations four times so right I write them four, four by four um, three um, wins from the mm-hmm. previous day um, which which I found hard because I had a crappy day yesterday <laughs> I got two wins and I was like that one <laughs> um, and then uh, two intentions for today cool um, two things like I want to achieve and then I have like a a, a statement um, right. that I got uh, that I don't know where I got that from. Somebody I'd read about having like a I think it's the big big leap book. The right, Gary, okay. G- 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 I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, the uh, the just like a short paragraph of your intention for your life, really, or your, your right. beliefs. It's just a, so it's a statement, personal statement. So you should definitely include that as a uh, on this episode notes on okay. smilingentrepreneurs.com. If you look for episode 22, yeah, there'll be a link to what you're referring to. Yeah, and if anyone's wondering why we're talking about this, it's because yesterday's episode, episode 21, uh, was all about the importance of having a, a morning routine. A yeah, and Kate morning. generally doesn't have one. No. <laughs> and today was the first day. Um, I have to say, just as feedback, um, like in terms of what I've observed, your whole demeanor is been way better this morning. Yeah. Like normally you're like, oh, you're, you're like, there's that scene in, it shows I've got kids. There's that scene in Frozen. You know the scene oh, in yeah. Frozen where the sister, is it, it's not Elsa, it's the other one. Yeah, it's the other Anna, one? yeah. Anna, and she gets out of bed and her hair is just a complete, and she's blah, blah, what, what? what? Yeah, but that is normally, like you don't, like you don't come out of that phase until I've come back from the kids, yeah. normally. But this morning you were like, it's because I need my quiet time, so I went well, went for a walk um, as well, which the only downside is is I've completely buggered up my knee, but because um, I've got a bad knee anyway. But um, but no, that was nice, like to be out in the fresh air and the the sun was coming up and stuff, and yeah, yeah that was really nice. So um, yeah, so day one, day one, <laughs> and you're gonna stick to that for forty days. Yeah, at least forty days. Just um, to see to to embed it, just to see right, okay, what's been the difference? Yeah. Because. Uh, I think it's really important. I think it's been, um, I know we spent a couple of minutes at the beginning of this one, it's not the topic of today's podcast, but I, I, having those habits and make it, like feeling like you've taken control of the day, mm-hmm. other than without the day taking control of you. Because we had a couple of dramas with Annabelle this morning. She yeah. just wanted to be a drama queen this morning about yeah. stuff. But because we're already hours ahead of her, yeah. so you already feel like you're prepared to deal with yeah. Those, yeah. those dramas. It's not the first thing that you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last thing you want is waking up and then thrown into some... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly. good. Okay, so on to the actual podcast <laughs> and why we're actually doing this. So um so what what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about branding, um, but more in terms of a 
brand identity and a brand right. personality rather than just a pretty logo. Okay, um, cool. So yeah, because it's difficult for people to uh, to identify what branding is, yeah. especially if you're starting a business or you're uh, or you're thinking about going into like building a business or yeah. even if you are in business, sometimes branding just seems like a clever way of saying Well, that's it. And, and also else. people seem to think it's reserved for big businesses. And right. big businesses with big budgets or, you know, you have to have this brand and stuff. But it's actually even more important for smaller businesses. Yeah. Um, because that's how you stand out. Um, it saves you huge amounts of time because you don't have to kind of make these decisions as to what things look like, what things sound like. Right. It, it just becomes part of your, oh, that's the way we do things. Got you. Um, you it breeds a culture amongst your employees. You know, yeah. they, they know what to expect from you and and what kind of they need to portray uh, mm -hmm. as, as your brand representatives. Um, your, you know, your customers can immediately, ident immediately identify you right. as, as that particular thing. You're that thing. Yeah, yeah. and um, so it, it really, really helps to, to get people engaged with you, to breed um, customer loyalty, uh, to make you stand out amongst your, your competitors. Right. Um, so it's actually for small businesses, I'd say it's even more important than, than for big ones. Yeah, and it's the problem is it's uh, it's a, it feels like a bit of a dark art, right? Mm. Because you, you're right, you do spend time doing things like your logo yeah. and your website and like, oh, I think these colours kind of marry me. But it's like, what is, why are you doing that? What is it all, what's the thinking behind it? Yeah. And it's taken... Well, I'd say we don't, still don't do it perfectly at all no. in our businesses. We don't, we don't have um, a hugely deep understanding of this. So one of the reasons why we wanted to cover this today was to share some of our experience about creating branding for yeah. the businesses that we're involved in. Because what's happening tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we have Liz Ellery um, of um, Elizabeth Ellery Personal Branding um, yeah. and Personal Design tomorrow on the show uh, to talk about exactly exactly that. Yeah. Uh, but she I think, can give us a bit more of the science behind stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's very much about personal branding. And I think, again, yeah. that's really important for small businesses. Although on other podcasts we've said you are not your business yeah. in terms of um, your business stands alone. In terms and, of the work. Yeah, yeah. And, and the money, you know, you're, you're yeah. not what it earns. Your business needs to be its own thing. But in terms of representation, you very much are your business, especially in small business. Yeah. Um, you can't really hide behind a faceless business anymore. People don't want that. People no, well, that was one of the things that we, um, we discussed previously about, and we've discussed many a time, per, like personally about the fact that um, we historically have hidden behind our company branding. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and because, <laughs> as this may seem to those that are listening to this or perhaps watching this on YouTube in the future, um, we hate being Obvious. in the spotlight. We're getting better. <laughs> We're getting so, yeah, we don't dislike it as much no. now, right? It doesn't yeah. feel as intimidating. Yeah. Although, because we haven't really got an audience today, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like when you... you if we're lucky enough to create an audience, it's like when you get feedback from them, I don't know how we'll feel about it then. <laughs> but, um, but the point is, we've always hidden behind the branding stuff. And um, what we identified was uh, it's, it's actually a huge problem because people's relationships with business generally, especially in the small business world, generally tend to be with the people, yeah. not with the business, not yeah. with the brand. Yeah. So people identify, and I'm sure anybody listening to this or watching this, can identify a handful of local companies that one of the main reasons why they do business with that is because they like, I'm going to say Bob the Builder there, but, <laughs> but they like <laughs> Bob the Builder or, or whoever it is. Pat the Postman. Pat the Postman, yeah. <laughs> I've got a really broad imagination, clearly. Um, <laughs> so this isn't a very sophisticated business <laughs> podcast, is it? Um, but the point is that there's, there's a reason why large brands often have some generic character that people can identify with yeah. as opposed to a as a business name or whatever it is right because like what's the one with the um there's it, it's the most random i think it's like an it's money supermarket or something like that and what's right. the animal in that it's like a meerkat uh, compare some, the market you mean is it compare the yeah. market okay so but the whole reason why they have the meerkat is so that you as a being can resonate in some way with another being, another yeah. character, and you identify like with it. Like a mascot. Like a mascot, yeah. That's yeah. why mascots exist. Yeah. It's, it's to give a 
a human context yeah. to the the what is the business something and, that you can all kind of bring it together on yeah so we realized that that was a massively limiting factor in the way we did business yeah and um because people didn't realize it was us that were doing the yeah, business yeah, yeah. We, we were just some faceless stuff so yeah personal brand sorry just to underline your point personal yeah. branding and stuff is really important it's in, it's also important to um just one thing i do want to put as a caveat is when you're starting out, don't get lost in it because it can mm. become a reason to procrastinate and oh yeah. my, everything doesn't look perfect before I launch. That that's definitely not the case. Get out there first yeah. um, with kind of a, a a working name and a working brand, like maybe that you're not a hundred percent decided on yet because you need to know that you've got a, an audience and a product and a business first. Don't yeah, you? you've got to determine market fit. Exactly. I think some a lot of people do use the name and the brand to kind of waste a lot of time at the beginning oh, getting right. So, so that's one caveat I would say. Don't, don't, if you're, if you're right at the beginning of it. your business journey, yeah, just get out there first. But the moment you are out there and you are getting good feedback and customers start to work on your identity. Yeah, refine it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just and like uh, for Smiley Booth, for example, that has gone through several iterations. I just remembered our first business card. <laughs> Did you? Uh, what well, didn't we used to have to cut them out oh, using yeah. a um, what's yeah, what they yeah. called? Little guillotine. Little guillotine. Cut out our own business cards. Little inkjet printer that we printed our own. <laughs> got got you got our business card paper from Staples. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, put yeah. them all together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so so and one of the reasons. Okay, so you throw me a little bit. Sorry. But the. Um, the thing to remember is good is good enough. And that was what was told to us years ago. It's yeah. like, don't get bogged down in the weeds with, with some of the stuff. Perhaps let's have the fundamentals in place to communicate communicate some of your core values as a business and as a person. Yeah. But outside of that, just get it out there because you'll refine it. And Smiley Blue's logo and general branding over 12 years, over the last 12 years, has gone through a number of iterations. Mm. Um, it's also, also you've got to be careful about who you ask. Yes. advice on I mean we have a franchise network in Smiley Booth um, and we're very close to our franchise network in that, um, that we will often include them in our decision making process if we're yeah. going and we get if we're going in certain directions and some of that has been the design yeah um, and we have had franchisees in the past who obs they obsessed about branding yes. and they get so bogged down in branding color colors the way something looks yeah that it, it, it is that's actually 80% of their time. Yeah. Instead of the, the actual, it should be 80% sales yeah. when you're starting out and 20% on yeah. that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah sorry, go on. Yeah, so it's, it's um, so, so what is a brand? So it's, it's um, when uh, a customer sees your social media channels, your, right. you know, your Facebook feed, um, or even if they received a letter in the post or right. anything like that, it all needs to have some kind of cohesion right because if it doesn't they there's this um term where it, it's dissonance where they, they they get like an uneasy feeling right. and they don't know why and okay. it, it kind of almost breeds like a distrust right so if your if your facebook feed is like smiley booth for example right. smiley booth is all about people having fun at their wedding taking fun pictures With photos, um, yeah. smiling and and you know having a great time right so our feed is very much about positivity and, and having fun. If we started suddenly putting loads of political posts up yeah, there, yeah, yeah. everyone would be like, huh? <laughs> yeah, if we, we try to use that platform to push some yeah. weird personal agenda. Exactly. So it's it's all about the, the same message um, and and that does come through into your colours. So, um, you know, if you if somebody does something else with your brand and they don't use the right colours, this is why when we've done uh, photo booth gigs for brands, they, yeah. they can get very fussy about what colours you're using, which is absolutely right. Yeah. Um, because you may just think, oh, it's just a photo or whatever, but it it has this dissonance effect on right. people. Um, and you're constantly trying to keep people together. I mean, if you, if you look at um, the brand Virgin, right? you know, uh, I mean, that's hugely diverse. When you yeah. think that um, they had... V Cosmetics at one point. Yeah. I don't think they did that anymore. Um, and then obviously you've got Virgin Airline. Yeah. And all, hugely, di completely different businesses. Couldn't be more different. Yeah. But you just think Virgin. Yeah, well, and you associate a certain... Because it's one of the reasons why Branson yeah. is still like very much front and centre of the, the identity of that yeah. brand, right? Because 
there's a certain character associated with with the brand, yeah. like the sense of a sense of sense of adventure, mm-hmm. sense like sense that you're going to get something quality, quality, yeah. yeah, but also good value at the same time. It's yeah. not like it's not necessarily a luxury luxury no. experience, but it's um, yeah, it's like this. All of those things kind of translate to all of the. There's Virgin Holidays. There's yes. Virgin. They all seem to. I think they do Virgin Rail once. Yeah, Virgin Rail. Um, Virgin Records. Yeah, it yes. all seems. Virgin Records. I think is where it started, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it all just kind of yeah permeates through the brand, yeah. doesn't it? You you have a feeling yeah. about the brand. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're starting to glow. Am if I- you're watching this. <laughs> On oh. YouTube, the light is just gone. It's my early morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you got up at six, right? But yes, yeah, so yeah, you were saying. Uh, yeah, so it's um, uh, and that's a good example actually. Richard Branson is uh, of a personality um, right. behind the brand that would Virgin be quite where it is today without him being such a big personality? Mm. If you if you think of any kind of well known brand, you can normally associate the person with it, like the, yeah. the the CEO or the founder or somebody that's that's associated with that brand. Yeah, there's um, there's a reason why the people that have you would sit back and go, okay, well, why are they still push? Why are they still at the front? Why? Because mm-hmm. they could easily outsource. Yeah. Like to someone who could probably present better. Yeah. You know, or might be better looking, or might be they yeah. could they could they have enough money and resources to be able to find the perfect. Well, people are interested though, aren't exactly. they? They're fascinated with the person that's built this thing. And if you do have a, a personal brand, um, which is what Liz will talk about more tomorrow, it's it's so easier. It's so much easier to to go into different things right? because there's no kind of like, oh, well, like they only do computers or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, well, no, it's, it's the person who can do anything he wants. Yeah. Uh, or it's just the brand name. They, they can move into different areas. Well, it's, the, it's the identification of what that person represents, yeah. right? It's what that, it's whether you personally identify with that person's values. So for example, if Rich Branson, if, we, if we're going to keep going on about Rich Branson, but if you look at Rich Branson, if he was genuinely, genuinely known as a bit of an ass, yeah. right, and um, and he was just like treated women poorly, was awful to his children, yeah. um, or had just got into some kind of nefarious, like really bad thing in yeah. the past, most of us would go, oh, like we're, we're it's yeah. virgin. It, it would affect all the brands, yeah, like, because it's it's very much centered around. Uh, or you you get some kind of pickup against his values, but if you yes. think about Richard Branson, most of us, I would I'd probably argue nearly if not everybody on this like who watches this or listens to this podcast have never met Richard Branson. No. But we all have a sense of who he is as a person, yeah. right? We all have a sense that he's a family guy and mm-hmm. he and that fundamentally he's a good guy mm-hmm. and that um, he's entrepreneurial, he's disciplined, mm-hmm. you know. And he wants to create something adventurous. Like adventurous, nice kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so we all get a feeling of a sense of who he is, and that that again that goes through the brand. So when when something doesn't necessarily make particular sense with something, so sometimes it's good to look at the opposite extreme mm. and see well what would happen if. Mm. And that's it's a blessing and a curse to be at the front of your business because mm-hmm. fundamentally, what you say and do has to stay true to who you are and what your values yeah. are. If you do something that's, that if you try and build a business based on a rocky foundation of, an uneven foundation of values and character, then down the road, yeah. you will be found out. Yeah. Like, well, it, it comes back a little bit to your why. Like we've, we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts that, um, you know, there's that book, find, start with why. I was about to say, find your why, not start with why. Um, who's that book? I can't remember. I'd okay, we'll go up. on the links. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, but we've actually said that you know um, we've always found that difficult, and I've resonated with other entrepreneurs that have said that they don't have some huge oh like, like yeah in, like to end world poverty yeah exactly or, like or create this that or the other but but everyone does have a, a why you do it you don't yeah. just do it to earn money no, yeah? no, no. um and and I think that that's really important to come across in in your branding as to it might be that you love a certain aspect or you want to do something or you want to leave a legacy or whatever it is there's there's always there is always some kind of why involved yeah um and um if if you're communicating that 
through your your branding and your marketing, then that's going to just draw more people to you. Well, it also and the you, right people as well. Yeah, if you start becoming more conscious of what the your why what your why is, that's surprisingly difficult to say. Um, then um, you start to see how that's making that's helping you make a lot of decisions in in. The one the business you're doing now, and the and also in how you're evaluating business opportunities for the future. Yeah. So a good example of this is there's there's a couple of core things that are our whys that we've kind of learned about ourselves uh, through the journey of being in business, right? So one whatever we always wanted to be involved, like our why is to do something we enjoy doing. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah that but also add some kind of value to somebody else like yeah. that that makes them makes that person feel grateful for the experience of doing the business with us yeah. right doing whatever thing it is yeah. right so those were those and then uh, uh, like the side shoots of that was well you always wanted to do something that um was more charity led that mm. was more off the back of the idea of helping people and everything else, your your view was, well, I'd love to do something that was just for the sake of doing good, you yeah, know? Yeah. And Alzheimer's was a really strong thing for you, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah. your your grandmother yeah. um, had Alzheimer's and um, so that was that was something that you said, look, that is if I if I could get to the end of my days and have done something meaningfully yeah, impactful yeah. for that community. Yeah then um, yeah, that would mean a lot to you. Yeah. And then for me, it was like, well, I like the idea of sharing what I learn, yeah. you know, that might help somebody else. Yeah. Like this concept of this podcast is just an extension of what we do every day anyway. Yeah. We bore people to tears <laughs> when they ask us about business. Like, I hope that's not happening to anybody watching or listening <laughs> now. But when it comes to, like, if they ask us our opinion on business, yeah. we want to give them as much information as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to help them on their way. And that's why Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, yeah. ended up franchising. Yeah. Because we're like, well, we want to help people become fr- like great little businesses. Yeah. And, have, and, and we want to give them the opportunity to make money as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you start seeing by your own actions and by your journey with your business activities where your whys fit in. Yes. It's one of the reasons why the podcast exists. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, we want to share that. It's the reason why I say it exists. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to be able to, we want to be able to help people, give them a great experience, but it also allows us to help people that have got things like Alzheimer's or in care homes and yeah. stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, it, and it's, it's a, there's a fine line between, because um, some people say that if, you know, it doesn't matter what something's called or what colours it is or whatever, as as long as your branding is is kind of strong and your message is strong, which right. is true. I mean, we know businesses just called random things, don't we? That don't make any sense at all. But, yeah, agreed. And they don't mean anything to do with their company name. Well, look at Ocado. Yeah. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and I think Nike, Nike or Nike, or however you say it. That does, there is some tie into some Greek right, okay. mythology or something. Okay. I didn't know that until yeah. I read Chew Dog. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea why it was called Nike. It's yeah. just a random name. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, a- Amazon is um, the is named after the Amazon River. And that, right. and that was because... Uh, makes perfect sense because he sells books. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, at the time. I mean, it actually makes more sense now because it delivers things and you can think of it as a you know big kind of delivery system in the... In the um, Amazon kind of area, but right. no, when it when, as you say, it started with books, and it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But no, he thought of that just because it was a um, such an almighty presence in that part of the world and right. powerful and strong. And it, it says it's in his autobiography, I can't remember exactly uh, at what. the time he was sat in his living room at a desk exactly. with the words Amazon written on a piece of paper on the wall, exactly. So, then that's business, right? Yeah, it's like, but that's yeah. what I mean about it, it doesn't have to be too tidy at the time you know yeah. don't have to worry about it and you just it's kind of something you improve as you grow up um, yeah definitely as well business I, grows up i mean yeah and as the as people experience you and your business they they'll your character and your values will come through and they will identify that character and those values to the brand yeah. to, to the business and it becomes this cyclical thing yeah. that 
constantly feel as long as it, what you're doing is always good. Yeah. You know, and for the good, it it can do nothing but good. Yes. You know, and, so, and don't get me wrong. That's not to say you won't have problems because you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So on the on the flip side, um, you know, your you could have your business name and and everything very much saying what you do. Um, which will kind of give you a head start in the world of kind of like SEO and just kind of getting your, your message across quickly. But it does limit you. And which we found with Smiley Booth, didn't we? Because um, Smiley Booth was great for the first few years as, as a name because it, it was a booth. Um, well, it, it was... Because a, but that's when we started with a booth. Yeah, but a as we've booth, kind of, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But as we've kind of moved beyond that, yeah. um, and now we offer this. lots of other uh, kind of virtual services and all kinds of experiential services. Yeah, we're involved in what they call a corporate activations. Yeah. So that's when you are creating these really interesting experiences yeah. that we did some work with Game of Thrones yeah. and all that kind of stuff on the launch. And it was the photo booth technology was part of that process. Yeah. but. To narrow the experience down to just the fact that it was a photo booth would be crazy, right? Yeah, because exactly. it was a whole yeah, experience. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was a photo experience or a, or oh. a um, multimedia experience yeah, or something exactly. you would call it. So the word booth over the last yeah. couple of years has kind of limited us a little bit. Yeah, We've in the corporate market. With that. Yeah. So, um, so that there is kind of two very different schools of thought when it comes to, you know, either very obviously do what it says on the tin kind of thing, you know, so-and-so accountants or whatever. Um, And then the other way is just to kind of just pick a word randomly. So it really depends what what kind of journey you think you're going to be going on. Well, and finding it, right, so choosing, if if you're thinking about a business or going into business right now... um, don't ask the, you for an opinion on the Don't, name. never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I actually categorically, because we had this experience yeah. with Say It, didn't we? But with Say It, there was, uh, uh, there was a, a third party involved in the, like, forming the idea of, of Say It. And, um, there, and, and he, he was like, so what should we call Say It? And, um, well before, what should we call it? <laughs> yeah, what should we call it? Yeah, sorry, not Say It. And I categorically said, do not get me involved because it drives me nuts because no name will ever sound any good, yeah. not to me. And you came up with Smiley Booth. Yeah. Um, and I'll always remember where we were. We were sat in our living room and you were one end of it on the computer and you were like, what about Smiley Booth? And I was like, that is the most stupid, ridiculous <laughs> name. And um, I was like, no way am I going around with something that says Smiley Booth. And it actually, to, to be honest... Point, to the point that we then ran around in a smart car covered in smiley faces. Yeah, yeah, a little smart car, yeah, with smiley movement. Yeah, and it was covered in little smiley faces, yeah. yeah. Bright yellow, and we used to have to drive in it. We used to have yeah. people ring us up with the number on the side of the car just to find out what we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah I forgot that. Yeah. So, it worked. They didn't want to hire a photo booth, yeah, but it raised the profile. But the, but the, the point is that... Smiley Booth, there was, there was, my fears did come to, to light with that name in that I would sometimes ring a company and I'd be like, hi, it's Lee here from Smiley Booth. And they go, Smiley Boobs. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with boobs. It's booze. And in the end, I learned that I had to ring up and say Smiley Booth. Uh, and it's B, and then I say B O B O T H, and I go. How oh, you say it? it it's, it's probably my accent. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's your East London kind of accent. Yeah, maybe <laughs> East London accent. Yeah, right. But anyway, um, Southies. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that name was actually a really blooming good name because what ended up happening was that uh, as because we were one, uh, one of, if not the first, photo booth hire company in the UK. Um, as the industry started to grow in the UK, we used to get people refer to photo booths as smiley booths. Yeah. And um, because the name came so naturally to our client base yeah. and to everybody that heard it and everyone would call it smiley booth. And to such an extent where I think like three or four years in, um, we, we got notice of a company ripping our name off. Mm-hmm. And they, they were basically... They'd taken our Smiley Booth name. They were a photo booth hire company. I think they may have even lifted some content from our website, mm-hmm. some wording from our website, and stuck it on their website as their own. And um, and they were and they weren't a million miles away from me either. Yeah. They were just further. They were a couple of hours drive from where mm-hmm. we. Well, no, they were in Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it looked right, okay. 
But anyway, the, so we were like, that's outrageous. And we were livid about it, weren't we? Because we'd invested three, four years of time, energy, and money on building Smiley Booth, and then to have somebody else trying to rip it off. And that process is called passing off in legal terms in the yeah. UK, isn't it? Whereby someone is literally pretending to be you. They're trying to get the goodwill that your company has generated so that they can do it for themselves. And so we, we were like contacted our lawyers and said, what do we do? And, he's, and the lawyer was like, don't worry about it. It's so obviously a passing off situation. Yeah. I'll write to their lawyer, I'll write to them now and, and have them uh, get that change because they, they're well out of bounds on it. And we're oh, oh, wonderful, great. Their lawyer wrote back to us and said, no, Smiley Booth is, what do they call it? It's, it's just a, a general it, term for, for photo booths. For photo booths. And we were like, yeah, because we started it. Yeah. I remember being in the living room, you coming up with a name, Smiley Booth. It's like, um, but it becomes so synonymous with photo booth hire yeah. that um, the lawyer thought he was perfectly reasonable in making the statement yeah. that, oh no, that's... But, it's a but bit we like... had the opposite experience as well, didn't we? Because we got contacted by a company from Denmark. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Denmark. Uh, oh, this is... is where you've got to do some research before you start doing your logos, which you'll probably cover yeah. in a sec. But... Which is um, the, the Smiley Company. Uh, now, if you see any kind of uh, smiley faces uh, where you've just got the, the kind of two dots and a, and a big smile. Um, like the old acid t-shirts from the 90s. Yeah, like the, for... the big yellow face. That That is a company called The Smiley Company, which is a which is a charity in, in Denmark. Is it a charity? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. it's, it's very much... Um, well, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a charity, but their interest is charitable things. Right, like they, okay. All of their smiley stuff is created around... Um, creating money for charity yeah and um but they're they're in a big way um yeah. and they actually they've took been on, around for a long time yeah and they actually took on took on walmart uh, oh, because yeah. of their yeah. um uh well asda in the uk sorry which is owned by walmart uh they had this kind of a uh, tv campaign or general advertising campaign where somebody would um tap their back pocket right and a little smiley face would pop, jump in or jump out i can't remember but I, and I can't remember the slogan, but it was it was this smiley face. And, right. And Which everybody see, had seen everywhere. Roll right? back, that was it. Roll back the prices or something. Right. Little smiley but face everyone's so familiar with the round circle, yellow circle yeah, yeah. with the dot, two dots and yeah, the big exactly. smile. Yeah, and, um, exactly. And so, but they, they took them on and I, I don't know how it, it went but but that I think company they won, didn't I it? think they might have done so so we were very much like okay we're certainly not got the budget of Asda and Walmart so we'll just bow out of this one gently well no well the yeah. way that came about though and this is this is a strange thing in business right is that you can be minding your own business and then the phone rings and suddenly your whole world is suddenly thrown into a little bit of chaos and yeah. that's what happened we were we'd we'd spent well, no it was because we were trying to um trademark, trademark. smiley um yeah, smiley booth, but you, but there's different forms of trademarks. So people think, oh, you just protect your name, but yeah. you don't. You protect it the way it, the logo it, is. Yeah, is it um, is that smiley booth as one word? Is it two separate words? I think yeah. it was because we were trying to do it as two separate words, and they they thought they had the rights over the word smiley. Yeah. Um, but if you actually, it won't, I won't bore you. But if you go into it further, you can't trademark the word smiley because it is just it's a just a term. word in the yeah, um, English language. But they were arguing that. That you can well um, there how because the way it came about was we just got a phone call right yeah. we were just like minding our own business and then and i answered the call and they and they said can i speak to the owners of smiley booth and i was like well you're speaking to one of them and, and they said okay well i'm ringing from smiley and this was the legal team and they have a full-on a bit like disney i suppose yeah this yeah. legal team just spend all their time chasing people for brand stuff and um they were like, no, you can't, you can't have Smiley Booth as, as a name. And I was like, well, we've been trading for X number of years. I th I'm not changing that now. No. And they said, well, you're going to have to. And um, I, was like, I don't have to do anything. And they said, well, we own the word Smiley. Yeah. And we might want to go into photo booths at yes, some point in the future. Exactly, so yeah. as such, we may want to be Smiley Booth. And I was like, tough. <laughs> <laughs> and... And, they, and then we did some research about a company, we found out Walmart, and we were quite nervous because we were like, oh, are we going to get sued for this? Is yeah. this going to be a real problem? But when we got some real legal advice, we were told, no, no, no. Well, no, we kind of came to an arrangement. We changed a few bits and pieces on the website that they thought was a bit too close to their smiley stuff. Yeah, um, and we, but our advisors said they can't. Once we learned that they couldn't take that smiley name no. that, or that word, yeah. we were like, oh, 
Yeah, no. exactly. And so we, we, I think we trademarked Smiley Booth as one word. Yeah. Um, because obviously that is a, a made up word when you when you put it together. Yeah. Um, our slogan, what makes you smile, yeah. and the actual physical logo itself. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that became all protected. But, but it was an, it was a scary experience yeah. because not only not only did we run the risk of um, like having to change the name and losing any goodwill associated with this effectively brand identity that we'd created over a number of years but also we weren't making huge amounts of cash no, no, right so the idea of chucking loads of money at lawyers to defend what we'd already already considered normal yes like just to keep normal in place was quite terrifying and then the potential to lose that argument and then be sued yeah. <laughs> was just like oh my god we could like that we could lose the business so yeah. we were so doing doing the research up front and getting all your ducks yes. in line before you commit to your branding and your name and everything else yeah. is really important right? yeah um, for people in the uk you know do you start with company's house that's the, the easiest way to to check your your kind of business name um, and if you're already in business um, like we were, and you you haven't protected your assets. Do 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 that. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that will um that that is important to to make sure that your your branding is copyrighted. Because otherwise, yeah. people can just come along and, and take it from you. Because we had another another one, didn't we? That um a guy in our village. Um. So it was a. Um, I remember this. It, it's, oh, I can remember this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not direct stealing, but it, it was still cheeky. Um, it, the company that uh, were... A guy a, in our village. He, he was in our village. <laughs> I know. He was at the other end it, of the village. It sounds so twee, but yeah. I know, but he... Uh, so, so it was a local company um, that did um, casino, fun casinos. And he was a bit of a cheeky guy, wasn't he? And yeah. the first few years that we were operating, always used to come and take the piss out of us. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. all these photo booth things. They're never rubbish, catch on. Aren't they never yeah. catch what, what do you think you're doing? And all this kind of stuff. And obviously they did catch on and we were doing really well. And uh, so, so all of a sudden his son's got a photo booth. Yeah. And he goes and calls it I Smile Booth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they lifted, they, they again lifted content yes, directly yeah, we from our to, website and put it on their own. Yeah, we... Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It was um, some kind of keywords. When you would type uh, yeah, Smiley sorry. Booth in Google, you'd get taken to their website. They'd put some back-end, like, hidden keywords on their website. Yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. So them... it would take the traffic that we were gaining yes. and drive it to theirs. Yeah, that, that's what they... So, yeah, you you do... People will look for shortcuts and, and ride off your coattails. So do but be that's, careful. And that's such a rubbish way to do business, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's so limiting, right? Because if... It's like... It's flattering for about five minutes before you get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but from, from, if you're that person considering doing a rip-off version of somebody else, it's, that's so short-term because people... You're, you would hope that any venture that you're getting into it will grow into something more meaningful down the road, right? So, to, so as such, you'll be identified with that thing and you as a person, your values and everything else... The last thing you want is suddenly to get traction and then, then the person that you've been ripping off for the last few months, few years or whatever it is, then to, goes and pulls the rug from underneath you and yeah. says, you can't do that. It's like, what a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you don't need that fight at all. It's do it in the most, in anything you do in business, do it in the most authentic way possible. The most, the thing that is true to all your best values and everything else as possible because that will bleed into everything you do in business moving forward, won't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really important to um, to have that identity. What your what your company stands for, what you stand for. So in our, um, we really had to do this when it came to franchising, didn't Gosh, we? Because yeah. we knew what we stood for, yeah. but we'd never really kind of said it out loud, yeah. or it, it was. Well, just our a... staff understood it because they were in reaching distance of us all the time. Well, and we personally recruited them, yeah. and um, you know, when it came to franchisees, we wouldn't be recruiting their staff. No. So it... well, and a franchisee may be living in. Scotland yeah. or in Ireland or, yeah, or wherever, yeah, exactly. so we wouldn't see them on a daily basis. No, so um, the the need for um, a brand identity suddenly became really important, and um, and I actually attended a, a course um, on uh, being a, 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 being able to kind of communicate your brand um, to to not just 
your franchisees but your staff your customers or whatever mm-hmm. and and it was actually it was a, a uk course but it was based on the disney course very oh, similar wow. principles to yeah, the disney yeah. course so um so for for those of you that don't know disney um do a business well, i don't know what it's actually called their business course I'll, I'll look it up and put it on the thing but um on the, on the thing smilingentrepreneurs.com on the website yes yeah, smilingentrepreneurs.com yeah. um but, but yeah, they do this business course and it's a six day course. We know a few people that have done it Yeah, yeah. rave about it. And it's all about the business principles behind Disney and building a brand and building, building like absolute raving fans, which obviously yeah. most, most Disney fans are. Um, and it's, it's a, a fascinating course. Where well, it talks about values a lot, yes. right? Yeah, it yeah, talks yeah, about how right. everything you do in the business has to be built around. Those well, story t- I mean, everybody knows the story of Disney. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and what's interesting about the story of Disney is, is they, that there's two very kind of clear mascots in that. Right. It's all built around a mouse. Right. But we also all know Walt Disney's story and who yeah. he is and what he did and why and etc. And and interestingly, once um, after, so you had him and then his his brother took over the company in in the last I don't know how long four or five years I think when they were building the Florida site, um, and after both of them had passed away and it obviously went over to people that weren't well it opened Disney World open after Walt Disney had died, yeah. but. Um, his the brother. brother died just like either was it on opening or it like, was like three months after three months after because yeah. yeah. obviously these parks take years to build yeah, yeah um but yeah once it that became into the kind of the corporate owned rather than the, the family owned as it were it it did lose a lot of its identity and if you watch um there's a uh, if you have disney plus uh, there's a fascinating um series about disney which is called the imagineering imagineering yeah yeah imagineering imagineering yes uh, and that um talks about how the the kind of the, the feeling of all this kind of experimentation which they did and letting your imagination go wild mm-hmm. and pleasing the the customer all kind of died a little bit because it yeah. went very corporate it found its way again it came yeah. it kind of came back you, you, you'd have to watch the, the documentary really but yeah it went through this kind of not knowing who they were yeah. thing um which which is really um important because as you, as you just said when when you've got big wide reaching we got franchisees it's suddenly really difficult to kind of pull everyone together and all sing from the same hymn sheet so um anyway that so i did this uk course that was based on um the principles of the of the disney course and it's it's all about um identifying what your brand means to you and what and then one what we noticed is once we kind of had that written down because we've got our six core principles in smiley booth yeah um you you suddenly realise when somebody doesn't fit that mold, oh, 100%, and it's, yeah. it becomes really obvious, doesn't it? We we yeah. had staff that we would kind of like butt heads with, and and it just wasn't working. We well, we'd have an une- yeah, we had an, an an uneasy feeling about them, and we couldn't we could there wasn't anything that had dramatically broken or no, anything but like just that. things just would like, keep going wrong, just yeah. little things, like minor things, nothing like nothing like oh you're fired kind of thing, but no. just. We weren't gelling with them, and then you'd look at the values suddenly, and you're like, "Ah, oh. yeah, that's why." Yeah, <laughs> so they don't meet most of our company values. Yeah, um, well, and your company values are an extension of your personal exactly. values, yeah. and so you get this kind of mismatch, and it's like, "Oh, what are we doing?" Because the company, any business you create or you're in, is just it's a collective of individuals all working with a vision in mind, right, with an end goal in mind, but that, and as such. There has to be some cohesion, right? Yeah, yeah. There has to be some, like, everybody gelling together. And you don't get that with opposing values. No. It doesn't work, does it? And, and it wastes so much time as well. Oh, like, gosh, yeah. if it is just you doing your business or, or you and a family member or a couple of other people, um, you'll kind of end up just talking over stuff all the time and not mm. quite knowing to go. But if you've got a bigger team... And I'm all for people putting their ideas in, but if you've got no kind of map, no no guidance as to what your company is about, you'll end up just going round and round in circles yeah. with, oh, should we do it like this? Or should we do it like that? And, and that's that's where, when we've had franchisees in the past that have, as you said, been very, very keen on their own designs, it's, it's a lot easier to kind of say, well, it doesn't match this. And we know this works yeah. because this has been working for Well, they want to impose their sense of identity yeah. with it on something that 
there's a franchise. Yes, which you so can't do. You can't, yeah, you can't be you can't your identity in. and then the company identity. Exactly. It's like you either match or you don't. You it's... can't walk into McDonald's and say, I think the M should be purple. Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. It's not the way it works. But also, I mean, that helped us a lot with... Like when we understood, I wish we'd done that values piece earlier. Yeah, right at the very beginning of yeah. the business. Someone had said, I wish someone had said that to us at the yeah, start. It because it was a long way in, wasn't it? I think that we finally yeah. did that like five or six years in, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And what it does is once you start identifying what your values are and what the business core principles and values are, what happens is it informs every decision you make about who you recruit, what customers you're dealing with, how you communicate with your customers, yeah. how you communicate with your staff, how you communicate with um, your business relationships. So for example, we've had instances in the past where we've had challenging aspects, not just with staff, but with franchisees, where we've gone, where, in, to be frank, we've, we've overlooked something in the recruitment process, yeah. and then that's raised its ugly head yeah. down the road, yeah. and we've gone... I don't understand why. What are we missing here? Yeah, why yeah, is yeah. this? This is so easy with everybody else. Why is it being so difficult here? And as you say, you go back and you read the values, and you say, "Oh, yeah, yeah I get it now." And we actually go through. Well, we started to recruit based on the values, didn't we? That's, exactly. That's, yeah. We that's exactly it. Yeah. And we we actually go through now. Um, every franchise candidate for Smiley Boo that we talk to, will assess their answers and how they behave against the company values. And then once even across the line, and, and we're really keen for them to get started and, they've, and they're all signed up and they're running on Smiley Booth, when they do their training, we teach them the company yes. values. We yeah. go through, okay, these are what this company stands for. And this is what, because a brand isn't just a logo. It's, ev as you said at the beginning, it's everything yeah. that it stands for, what it represents. And in franchising, it's quite interesting because you're asking them to do that on your well, behalf. Well, everything speaks, right? And that's, yeah. that's another thing that comes from the, the Disney training. People don't realize that your, your branding, as I said at the very beginning, is a brand identity. It's not just um, the colors of your logo or the font or whatever it is. It's, um, it's your whole presentation piece. And we would say that with, with the photo booths, well, like with the staff next to the booth. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. They have yeah. to be dressed a certain way. They have to be smart. They can't... Um, go out for a cigarette break and then come back because no. they'll be smelling of cigarettes yeah. and then that will get on the props and stuff. When you think you're at somebody's wedding yeah. where they have obsessed for hours <laughs> probably for about weeks. the, the <laughs> yeah. colour of this ribbon matching that napkin over there and then yeah. you've got someone standing in the corner with a photo booth looking a right mess or, yeah. or stinking a cigarette or, or chewing gum or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it makes a big difference. Well, we knew, we knew we were conscious of what that felt like, yeah. right? But we didn't know how to communicate it. Yeah. Like, so for so we understood that, oh, okay, like, we, we know what good, great looks like on an event. Yeah. And we had staff that we go, we just knew that we could just, if, if there was a last minute event and we rang them up at four o'clock and said, I'm really sorry, but we've just had this come in. Can you be there for 7 p.m. at an event? We knew that they, they one, they'd be like, yep, 100% on it. They'd be at the event at 7 p.m. and we knew it would just sail through. Yeah. It would just be, we, we'd get great reviews and everything else. Yeah. Then we had a couple of other staff and we were just like, we knew that if we, they'd be further down on the <laughs> list of people to call. And we knew that if we called them, it would be like, okay, it's, it's like, they'll do the event. Yeah. But the outcome won't be as, as great as yeah. if you or I were to do it or some of these yeah. other people would do it. It and still you know deliver. Because they didn't have responsibility, which was one of our key values. Yes. In fact, it's, it's our first value. It's yeah. It's taking responsibility for the outcome. Absolutely. Which yeah, is. owning that outcome. Yeah. And um, we, yeah, that was, it was a really interesting watching that whole experience. And I wish, if we'd have known how to recruit and assess those staff and anybody that we yeah. dealt with from the outset. And this, the Disney course that you went on also it introduced this concept of being show ready. Yeah. And um, and the basically the idea is that um, all everybody that is the moment they step foot on what is Disneyland, basically yeah. they're on show. Yeah. Like there's no. It doesn't matter whether they're fully kitted out in costume. It doesn't matter what this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how bad their day is. They they're effectively in the same situation as if they were standing on a stage. Yeah. And that's and that they have to be show ready at all times mm -hmm. if they're in while they're on Disneyland. And um, unless they're in particular areas that are, that are 
the, the staff only. Yeah. Staff only, yeah, where the public can't go. Yeah. And when we heard that show ready, we, we went, oh, that's what we've got to tell the staff. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the difference between yeah. the who are great mm-hmm. is because they enter that person I ring up at four, and I know when they turn up at seven, I know they end, they stand there show ready from yeah. the get-go. Yeah, from the moment they step out of the car, because that's the other thing. Some yes. people would would go in their home clothes and say, oh, I'll set the booth up and then I'll get changed. And I'm like, no, the moment you step foot on that property, yeah. you're a representative you're and you need ready. to be show ready. Yeah. I think I always understood that concept because from a musician's point of view, yeah. I, I knew about the performance, you know, yeah. that, um, and I think, I think that's why I kind of had it ingrained in me already. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Um, but as soon as I heard that, it made so much sense to me because oh, yeah. it is a performance-based thing. Yeah, and the moment we identified it, we could clearly see. Oh, I get it. Now we've got these. You've got a couple of staff over here who are never show ready. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like you'll get you'll get a good service, but it's not it's not a show service. No. It's not a, a a really great service, which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. is Smiley Booth, yeah. right? That's the point. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like lots of these little things that you realise that are reflections of what your business is and mm-hmm. what, what, who you are. And I think a lot of small businesses fail because they, they forget some of the core principles that, mm-hmm. that people identify about their business or about that service. Mm-hmm. And um, if you... Because there's, there's an important point there, actually, because you can actually go too far that way because um, it is about you and your business. Um but you need the show element because right. you can be. We we have known people in business that have been too much kind of heart on their sleeve. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is me, and if they don't if they don't like it, they can lump it. there's an element of professionalism, obviously. As yeah. Well. well, yeah. You can't. Yeah, people don't want your baggage. Exactly. Right, yeah. and that that's not the principles of. That's not. Sorry, that's not the reason why you have principles and values in your company. Yeah, right? exactly. Your principles and values in your business are the best parts of who you are, yeah, right? Yeah. They're not... What you people, aspire to be, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, people aren't buying warts and all. They no. want authenticity, absolutely. They want genuine. They want the genuine you um, because, they're, because, again, it's an extension of your values. But they don't, they don't want to be hearing about, like, oh, yeah, I had a really heavy night last night and yeah, exactly. I'm really grumpy today or I shouldn't have eaten that Indian last night or whatever. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Nobody needs to know that. No. You know, there's a, yeah, there's degrees of, there's authenticity and then there's unbridled truth. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, we and had the instance, it. didn't we? We had um, some, a company that we'd worked with for years um, rang me up one Christmas, because um, as, as we've said on previous uh, podcasts, Christmas normally, not in 2020 that we're in now, but is insanely busy for yeah. us. And, um, and I had someone ring up moaning about um, one of our team. Um, well, he presented oh, yeah. it. He presented yeah, it like uh, I think I just got an answer phone message originally saying, "Kate, I really need to speak to you." Like last night was awful. Or, you know, yeah, something. this was a well-established yeah. events company that had been around for decades. That we had a great relationship. Yeah. Well, we still have a great yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. with. But I could hear he was really annoyed, um, and so I was really like, "Oh my goodness, what's happened?" Because yeah. normally we would know if something bad had happened before we got a complaint, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, you'd know something's gone wrong with an event. Yeah. So it was really strange that I was getting this call. And um, and then when I spoke to him, he, he was still very annoyed, but it turned out to be something minor, right. but with a huge impact. And all it was, was the, the person that he was dealing with, one of our team, wasn't very well, was, yeah. was very poorly. And they'd done this event, um, and well, then they shouldn't have been, really. They weren't well no. enough to be working. Um, well, they hadn't told anybody they exactly. were unwell. Um, and so, yeah. and so it turned up, and all, all they'd said was, when this uh, this contact of ours had had met them at the door, all they'd said was, "Oh, it's a long way from the car park, isn't it?" or something like that. Because yeah. they, or do I need and, to do several journeys? Or yeah, and they were like, and they were physically struck. Like yeah, it was, they were very. They unwell. weren't. They weren't lazy people. They were generally having to yeah. fight being ill, weren't they? So they'd said something along those lines. Um, and but the key point is that the, the our contact, the guy we were dealing with, you know, he had several events on that night. Yeah. He was up to his eyes in organising all these different Christmas stuff, he, as busy as we were, if not more, at that time of year. And he didn't need the complaint. He didn't no. need that person going, oh, it's a long way from the car park, yeah. isn't it? Because he, he, well, he it's felt, not his problem. Exactly. He felt that this individual was making their problem his problem yeah. when he was already up to his eyes. Exactly. Yeah. So only a tiny thing, but that 
really reflected on the business and you know you work it back and you can see exactly why it was the guy wasn't very well there's all reasons for it but you can see how such a small thing can have a really big impact and had we not known him that well and done lots of work from over years that would have killed the relationship oh yeah we'd never got another no if we were new to him it's only because he knew us and he knew that that was probably a blip yeah um that it was fine and obviously yeah. he called me to talk about it anyway but um but yeah had that had we been a new company to, to them yeah wouldn't have got any more work no and um and he was he was angry yeah like he, you literally had to just let him run yeah did. um and then once he kind of ran out of steam a little bit you then yeah. said look okay look, i'm really sorry it should never have happened that way and you might be listening and watching this and thinking well seems a bit of over the top response why why is this guy sounds like a complete ass yeah but that's business, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. there's a very different. There's you give people a lot more rope when it's a one-to-one personal relationship. That you allow them to swear, you allow them to like wander off on tangents. You allow them to do lot. You allow them to waste your time. You allow them to do lots of things because you are invested in the the relationship as a whole. Business isn't like that no. at all. Business is like okay, I'm paying you to go from A to B. Yeah. And if you make A to B painful in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to be really pissed because I'm, I'm busy enough. And, and they, depends, there's no tolerance. I think it depends on the industry. I mean, our, our industry is particularly sensitive to it because it's events. Yeah. And so you, you do have that. It is particularly show ready. And you do have that kind of one chance. And it's very high pressured. So I, I, so yeah. I do think like that that does play a part in it and that's obviously our experience but you are right in general but i, I think well also even if you don't get that extreme response right yeah. like we got from that individual about that behavior it's still an even the slightest negative response is enough for someone not to use the service yeah, anymore absolutely. right if there's if they get nothing but great a great feeling from transacting with you in some way shape yeah. or form and dealing with your company they won't use you again no. there's there, there's the reality, like when we did the uh, the episode the other day about marketing, one of the things that we talked about was, one of the things that we mentioned was that everybody gets around, if, especially if you're in the States, around 11,000 messages a day, mm-hmm. marketing messages a day, right? So if you think about it in that sense, right? So you've got yourself into a position where you've managed to beat the odds and got a customer, right? Yeah. Despite being up against 11,000 messages in a day. You've yeah. finally got that customer and they're finally dealing with your company. It's like, oh, wonderful. The moment you blip, you're, you're then, you're not just restarting again with that, that customer, but you're, you're even further back yeah. because now they haven't had a wonderful experience with your company. Yeah, yeah. So that's why how you deal, how your company deals with somebody all the time, deals with complaints, deals with everything. Because... You don't just lose a customer. You what's that negative thing as well with someone? Oh, is, they tell seven people. Yeah. Is it seven people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a ne- negative experience with with a company, you're likely to tell seven other people about it. Yeah. Whereas if you have a positive, it's like one <laughs> yeah. or two people. Yeah? I don't know what the positive is, but I know that I know the negative. Yeah, negative. Is seven. Yeah. So the implications are are never just oh okay I've just upset that one person. You haven't. You've you've effectively created something that could just keep growing yeah. in the background well and complaints in themselves is part of your brand as well i mean we should do a podcast purely on complaint management but um you know people often think that you need to just have this really glossy veneer over your over your company like um if you have a negative review on facebook reviews or something right. like that you know people really freak out about that but actually replying to that oh, negative yeah. review and showing how you would deal with it or how you do deal with it um you know talking directly to that customer, whatever happened, et cetera, um, you know, how you'd make that up really shows the the reality of, of your brand. hundred oh, percent. We had, <laughs> we had the strangest experience once, right? Where, so, because you, you have to, if the reality is if you run your business um, for the, the in, in the best way you possibly can and for the, the benefit of those that interact with it and that you have, you have really strong core values, then when someone does complain down the road, you you've got you've already built this foundation, this year's worth of foundation, where you you know that well I haven't done anyone over, right? I haven't tried to rip anybody off, right? So so I've either missed something yeah. or there's something 
they're, they're attacking me for something they shouldn't be, yeah. right? So you don't mind when you get a complaint dealing with it, yeah. right? And we had this issue where we'd functioned for years and years and years. In fact, I think this issue only came up like a year ago or so. So basically back in 2014, we had an individual uh, ring us up. I think I was at an event, you were somewhere else, and our staff in the office... I'm not were sure where you're going. I'll tell you in a minute. That's it. You'll get it in a sec. And one of the girls in the office um, agreed a booking with uh, agreed to do a booking for this for this person, but she when she quoted a price for this person, she had um, she had quoted like completely wrong, and um, and so she so she rang me up and said, "I've just spoken to this person, I've just got this booking, and I've sold it for this much." And I said. We can't deliver it at that price. Mm. Uh, what, where, where, what you're asking us to do and what she's asking us to do, we can't do it. So you're going to have to ring the customer back, apologise sincerely, offer her a discount on the normal price on that by way of an apology, yeah. and then we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah? And if she's, if she's happy to take that, then so be it. If she's not, then apologise. And, and at this time, it was just a quote. She hadn't paid. No, no money no. exchange. It was just a quote. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> this person was... Right, she was so angry, right, and so to the point where I ended up phoning her as well, and said, "Look, I'm the owner of the company. I just want to sincerely apologise, and I tell you what, um, I'm happy to apply the discount for now or for any future day. Even though we've not spent, you've not spent any money with us. This has just been an admin area our side. You haven't paid a deposit or anything like that. Just sincerely apologise." This person, we, we we left it. We thought, no, that's done. And because it was very rare we got complaints and because we'd handled it and it was just such a strange scenario because she was just so angry, it stuck in my mind. Yeah. And then literally years later, years later, we had one of our franchisees. Well, no, she's popped up every now and then anyway, hasn't she? Just complaining about random... Random things, yeah. yeah. And um, which we never understood because I was like, because we're very good with our records. <laughs> well, we're really good with our records. Yeah. We know exactly yeah. who we've interacted with and, and, yeah. and everything else. And so... Years later, our franchisee um, contacts me and said, Lee, I've put this post on Facebook and this person's just commented saying, I'd never recommend Smiley Booth. And he said, do you know anything about it? And I was like, and I saw the name and I was like, I recognise the name, I know the name. And I went back through and I couldn't figure out who it was. And so I messaged her, direct, like a messenger in the post thread on Facebook and just said, look, I'm so sorry you've had a bad experience, but I genuinely don't understand why you wouldn't recommend Smiley Booth. Yeah. It's like, have, is there something that we have or have not done for you in the past? And she listed out, it's cool. She said, yeah, you gave me a quote. And then it was her. And, and, and we basically had it out in a very public way where I was, yeah. I, I was apologizing. I said, look, I, I'm still, even though that happened, I think she complained last year. And yeah, it was, it was from yeah. two, and the issue happened in 2014. Yeah. And I said, look, even though it's like six years ago, or whatever it was, or five years ago, or whatever it is, I will still honour the discount. <laughs> I said, I don't think you're justified in, in this complaint, but I'm happy to still honour the discount. And I knew by interacting with her that it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Like for, from us as a company standpoint, because yeah. I knew that what we did about was value centric. Mm -hmm. Well, and essentially what she was complaining about was that she couldn't have a... She couldn't have Smiley Booth, yeah. And she wanted to have Smiley Booth, but she couldn't... She wasn't prepared to pay the price of yeah. her Smiley Booth. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's only so much we can do. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... so Sorry, it's a long-winded explanation, but the, the, the core point is when you build your business based on good values and based on your character, yeah. um, you can get through when people attack you. Yes. And people will attack you yeah. for their own, whether it's because they they want to damage you in some way because they see you as a threat, mm -hmm. or whether they um, or whether they want to steal some of the goodwill that you've worked really hard to build up mm -hmm. for their own benefit. Whatever it is, someone out there will try and attack you, mm -hmm. and they'll try and attack, and they'll make they'll make claims about what your character is or who what your values are as a company. But the reality is. If you've lived and breathed that for donkey's years, it's just, it will just bounce off you. And I think it's probably more important now more than ever where you've got this culture of like keyboard warriors that, oh, massively, that sit yeah. behind it and, try, and attack things for, for no reason. Um, you know, they're just trolls or whatever. If, as you say, if you've, if you've got like strong core company values, um, 
it's a lot easier to to just let that be water off a duck's back and just and and to just kind of shut it down quickly yeah because then you reflect back on well what are my values yeah. and what are they demonstrating as theirs and yeah. how what what's going on here? yeah exactly yeah so brand isn't just about logo brand is about what who you are and what you represent your, yeah your mission your vision um your your company uh, values that you hold to um and then that can feed into more of the visual stuff which we'll talk more about with liz tomorrow about yes. some of the psychology behind like colors and and things like that as well so yeah. um but i hope that's been useful for for people but um yeah we're... more yeah uh clinical stuff tomorrow on it i think i would imagine yeah. about how to build your brand and everything else but yeah certainly been our experience yeah, yeah yeah looking forward to our first guest our first guest tomorrow <laughs> other than bob the fly <laughs> yeah bob the fly oh by the way bob the fly is getting it today because i bought fly spray yesterday <laughs> well so. it's not been in this one so i think he knew <laughs> yeah 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 i think he has yeah right see you tomorrow yeah episode 22 <laughs> well done Thank you.